Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week we have the latest Lucky Boncho unofficial Eorzean census. You'll probably remember that when we start talking about it as it has been a while since, since he last released one. We also have some details on patch 3.38, which, surprise, coming out August 22nd, and patch 3.4, some new details about PvP and Stone Sky Sea. We also have a few other little details to talk about, including 15's delay and how it pertains to 14 and how it's P5's fault. But anyway, uh, we're also... <laughs> Sly's giving me looks right now. Uh, and, and a few other things that we need to talk about. There was a whole bunch of details in these last weeks. Yeah, it's totally P5's fault, totally. But before we get to that point, what do you say we introduce ourselves? We know who we are, but we got to do that. It's just the formal way of doing the show. I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pulper Roman. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, Sly, a.k.a. I'm glad P5 is still coming out in Japan at that time, even though I'm not going to probably play it till next year when it comes out in English, a.k.a. You my boy, Blue. How you doing, Sly? It's totally not P5's fault. It's, it's not, but I want to... It's I'm, not, but you just want... You, somebody wants something to blame. But and P5 is the one thing that you have to blame. But, but Sly, somebody but, on the Game FAQs forum said it with no oh source. God. It must be true. <laughs> Game facts forums are just about as bad as Reddit. Come on. <laughs> are, are you serious? Like, all... all like. Do you remember the No Man's Sky rage that you saw on GameFAQs and Reddit? Granted, I saw that on Steam too, so I guess yeah, I can't yeah, really... it's, it, it's terrible. It's like, so don't 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 trust GameFAQs. Like put more trust in Reddit than you do GameFAQs. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk about Final Fantasy 15 a little bit later. It's a Final Fantasy 14 show, but there is still some information pertaining to Final Fantasy 14 that uh, is sort of implied when the change of 15's release date is announced. So uh -huh. uh, we actually ended up with quite a bit to talk about this week. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of like last week, like throughout the week, a whole lot of little news segments kind of popped up and we're going to culminate them all into our show for the week. And they're actually fairly important. The first one we're going to talk about is the census date. Well, I mean, to be fair, think about how many shows we've had where it's been just complete bullshit and it's like not important at all, but we talk about I'm it. I'm glad we can actually like admit that. It's like there when, okay, people, when you, when, you know, when we have a light news week and we try to get through it, we have some form of news. We, 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 I'm glad that we can both admit that it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, First, we're going to be talking about Lucky Boncho's unofficial Eorzean census. Now, he did one of these back when patch 3.1 was the talk of the town and how everyone was talking about how everything's all doom and gloom. So, to be clear, it's unofficial. This is not an officially stated thing by Square Enix. That's very important to remember. The last one was unofficial as well. Yes, but I mean, I, I feel like some people may not remember that. Um, it's done using Lodestone's data, which he's able to pull from freely, and he has several conditions which he uses to determine if a character is active. This is not per account. This is per character. I myself, for example, have at least two or I have at least three or four characters that would be considered active on this list alone. That's very important. So, here are the search conditions for active players. We have level 36 or higher is the first one. So, first most important part. There was a change in HP from the last census he did on the 20th of April. A change in HP would imply you either changed gear, increased item level, gained a level, changed stat points, any of those things will qualify. The amount of mounts or minions that you have 
has changed from last census. And these are all things that are required. You cannot meet just one of these conditions. You need to meet all these conditions to be considered an active character. The character didn't exist during the last census. That's another one. And the number of mounts you have is more than one, meaning you've at least obtained more than your base chocobo. Yes, I don't remember if these are the same conditions as last. I mean, obviously, there's some new I mean, conditions. It, it, it's really the same. It, it's basically the same conditions, but with, you know, I'm trying to remember. When did we do the last census? Was that April, April 20th. He says, he says right here in the file, it's April 20th. Yeah. Maybe he did an unofficial one I'm not aware of because I didn't know he did one on the 20th of April. So it would include more story that has, you know, mounts as rewards? I mean, any if you've obtained more mounts, that's the bottom line. Since the 20th of April, that you must have obtained new mounts since April 20th to be flagged under this. So that means there could be people who haven't obtained new mounts since then who aren't but, included here who are active characters. But that's, again, and I, I said this last time you did this, that's why I feel this data is kind of skewed, because there's no... It's always skewed. No real, it's always skewed. You have no real definition of which mounts you're talking about. Are you talking about story mounts? That you Any mount. Doesn't matter. Any mount. Any mount. You, could buy, you could buy a mount from... Mobster. Yeah, you could, you could have bought the zoo mount or the Moogle mount, and that would have counted for well, uh, yeah. where this applies. But it so shows that it shows that you've yeah. you've made some. Basically, it's checking for activity on the account and obtaining a new mount is, or a minion, which is very likely with the Yokai Watch event, is uh, is one of the most important details for tracking because that's a very big part of sort of new content. There's always new minions, new mounts coming through story or side quests or pieces of new content that are added. So that's how it checks for it. So uh, with that in mind, the first chart. And by the way, Marco, thank you for translating all the subtext because. Hey, Marco. I had I was trying I could kind of figure out what they were based on the last one, but I need we needed his help to figure out what some of these are. So according to uh, Lucky Boncho's latest census, of course, like I said, subject uh, there are subject it is subject to error. There are a total of five hundred and seven thousand seven hundred and twenty-two active characters. I will have to reiterate characters. 195,000 of those in Japan, 219,000 of those in Europe, and about 92,000, I'm sorry, uh, 290,000 in North America, North and about 92,000 in Europe. Mm -hmm. Now, of that amount, 225,000 of those characters have finished patch 3.3, which was about normal, because last time it was maybe like 40 to 50% of people who had finished 3.1 at the time, maybe even lower. I think only 190,000 people had completed patch 3.1, and I think the active character number was a bit higher back then. So uh, we're just trying to kind of dissect this information because the in-between patches, it's not uncommon, especially with this summer, is easily one of the easiest times for people to go, hey, I'm going to unsub the 14, there's this other game, there's these other games. So this is kind of expected compared to 3.1. Last summer, I don't recall any like big blockbuster hits that would make people unsub. There was still a lull, though. Yeah, there was a lull, but I don't remember there being like a big blockbuster hit summer for games last year other than no, like but, and i don't and i really don't even think that you need i mean it does it does kind of determine um the outcome in terms of people you know leaving from games it, it does play a part into it but i don't think it's necessarily needed for someone to just say hey i need to take a break from or go to something else like yeah it, it, he didn't have a blockbuster summer like we did this year. But still, people, people still, 
I wouldn't say unsub, but it's it's a good movie. No, yeah, they unsub. They absolutely unsub. And it's to be expected when you have things like No Man's Sky, you have Legion coming out at the end of this month. I know a lot of people who have said they will take a break. They will do Legion when it launches because by the time they're bored with Legion, 3.4 will probably be out. So there's a lot of transfer of, of, uh, of kind of power here between the different titles that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that kind of, that's kind of reflected in the numbers. I am impressed that 225,000 people have finished 3.3. I would like to reiterate that that... that demands that they have defeated Nidhogg, which the minimum item level for him is not too hard to get, but it does indicate an effort put in to at least reach that minimum item level. So that is another... I think it's 205 is the minimum for Nidhogg, I think. I think it's 205 for normal and 220 for extreme. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, And yeah, we have Overwatch, No Man's Sky, Legion. Just a ton of things that happened this summer that definitely drew people's attention away. So I'm surprised that we had that there's that many people considered active who uh who are currently playing the game what do you think about those numbers i really like main scenario prog really doesn't i I really can't pay attention to it because it's it's something everybody does it's like the the other numbers though um besides the impact ones which we'll talk about um ones that really concern me as always, are the, uh, the raid, the raid progression. Oh, yeah, and we have that information here. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's that one's always fun. I mean, but it's it's always interesting to see uh, actives and um, things like that. I but, can I can actually sort it out now that I Yes, have... you can, because you went ahead yeah. and made an Excel sheet for us here on the back end mm-hmm. so we could see all these things. Hmm. Yeah, so when we get to... Uh, Main scenario prod by server. And I'm going to sort it by active. Sly is busy, uh, is busy sorting the file that he made separately to the document so he can determine, so he can look at these raid percentages, which we will be. I guess kind of, we don't really need to go server to server. I don't think we are really surprised by the server to server results. I don't mm-hmm. think we ever are. No, not of, really. Of no. Active versus new and all that stuff. Like Balmung's still at the top of all servers. Chocobo, Gilgamesh, Bahamut. Behemoth is somewhere in the middle. Like We're never surprised by that. Uh, the, We've I w- dropped! God damn it. Yeah, you guys oh, dropped. No, no. no well, well, it's, well, it's, we dropped a little bit. We dropped a little bit. Hold on, let, let me redo the, the sword. Yeah, you got to remember that um, you guys, it's not necessarily in order of the base order that you copy pasted here is, mm-hmm. is uh, sorted by uh, 3.3 progress, not by active sort. No, I, 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 yeah, that's why I had to do a custom sort. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, do, 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 do. It looks to be in still the top 15. percentage. No, we're, yeah, we're 15. We dropped like five, like five, five ranks. Yeah, but I mean, compared to the other NA servers, let's see, Balmung's got 21,000, Gilgamesh has 15,000. Leviathan rose. Yeah, Leviathan. That's one thing. Leviathan shot up past Behemoth. That's, Leviathan that's shot interesting. Up past, Leviathan shot up past Excalibur, past Behemoth. Past um, Hyperion. Past Hyperion. Yeah, Leviathan is is a, apparently a big up-and-coming server, according to the active data we have right here. Right. 
Um, but Behemoth is still not doing bad. It's like sixth place across NA servers or something like that. Fifth, I think mm -hmm. sixth. One, two. I'm just eyeballing it. You're sort of right, right. six, six for what category? NA. Six for NA. Yeah, it's sixth for NA. <sighs> it's Balmon, Gilgamesh, Leviathan. Um, where the fuck? I just lost it. God damn it. Uh, Excalibur. I keep losing it on my list. Excalibur, Hyperion, Behemoth. Yeah, it's sixth. Which is still good. That's it's. Oh, you still have five digits. That's I can't I can't knock you for that. I don't know how many of them are RMT, but they can't actually be because RMT can't count technically under this list. Just based on the way that it's sorted, RMT are very. It's very difficult for RMT to get through in this list because they have a very specific way of doing things. They don't usually obtain mounts. They usually teleport hack, so they usually don't pop yeah. up on this list. Yeah. So yeah. You're right. Behemoth is sixth. Of course, Greg second in terms of NA. Yeah. Uh, Balmung, of course, always first. Is yeah. The top um, EU server is Ragnarok, by the way, at 12,415. Very, very close behind it is... Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, Cerberus. Cerberus is at top. No, no. Really? No. Which one of these EU servers? Oh, uh, Moogle? Shiva. Shiva. Really, Shiva. Shiva, oh, right. Shiva Moogle, Cerberus, Ragnarok, and Odin on the top five. Yeah, where's Odin? On Odin's at twelve. Yeah, okay, yeah. They're all pretty even, actually. They're all around the twelve thousand mark. Almost every single one. Yeah, Ragnarok's at twelve thousand. Odin's at twelve point five. Uh, I'm sorry, Cerberus at twelve point five. Odin's just below twelve point five. Uh, Shiva's almost thirteen. Moogle's at twelve is has almost the exact same as Cerberus. So uh, yeah, the EU servers are actually doing quite well. There's not many EU servers. You always have to keep that in mind when you see the EU player base on this list. There are very mm -hmm. few EU servers, and they're calculated based on server location. So uh, yeah, I'd say, I don't know. And then you still have Mateus, Goblin, Zalera, all just whatever the fuck they're doing at the bottom. Right. Nobody, knows. nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Although I will say what's impressive to me, other well, I don't want to say impressive, when we move over to the Alexander progression... Um, oh, yes, let's go do it, let's do it, let's do it. Let's okay, do it. once again, I'm going to list, we did this last time, and this was pretty mm -hmm. much the same result that we had last time. Of the top 10 servers, in terms of Midas, Savage, Clear, Progression. Hold on, hold on. Let me sort it out just so you get the right mm. number. Let me sort it. Let no, no, it. no, I have the right number. It's comparison to active. Oh, you're, are you doing comparison? Okay, never mind. Yeah, okay, which is, it's fairly close. Um... The top ten servers are all JP. The top, I mean, the top not nine of the top ten are JP. Chocobo has the highest Midas Savage clear rate of seven point eight three percent of its active player base. Second place to that is the Japanese server Bahamut, which has two point eight eight. Now that is the number of Midas clears, and this is not calculated based on like oh this is how many clears there've been. It's based on the number of people that own the Fostlit minion, which means. There are possibilities that a group of eight, not all eight of them have the minion. So there could be more clears than is suggested here. It's worth mentioning that, that because it's based strictly on the minion, that there are likely higher percentages than what's shown here. I will say that I'm not surprised at all that Chocobo is completely shitting on every other server. By a very wide... By margin. a country mile! Like, for... for Okay, for... um. Gordius, it's pretty much half of what we have in terms of clears. When yeah. you get the Midas, it is a fucking country mile. 925 clears, Midas clears. And then 
the next one is is of course Bahamut, another JP server. Three hundred and thirty one. That's a huge fucking jump. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty bad. And that's the thing. We keep talking about what Savage has kind of done to the raid scene, and I think it's reflected very greatly here. I would like to state that Gilgamesh alone in in 2.5, I think, had mm -hmm. close to, I think, 20... Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me pull I, up the data. Was it Gilgamesh? Data. I think Gilgamesh I... alone had close to 5,000 clears of Final Quail, something like that. In, in terms of the last census or just... In terms of 2.4, which we don't have an unofficial census for, but totaling all the way back to Final Quail... The number of clears were thousands higher than what is here. Final coil, of course, being easy, but you did have to get past second coil to get the final coil. That can't be understated. Yeah. Right. So we are likely going to see the final tier of Alexander more closely resemble Alexander's difficulty at this rate. Because they want these clear rates higher without making it a joke. That seems to be... And, and, and another thing here. you have to consider... In comparison with the Gordius clear data and the Midas clear data is ton. Um, I guess when the when Lucky Boncho did the last instance, there was a little bit of time for people to clear, whereas Midas people are actually still in the process. So well, I don't know because the last one was during see April twentieth though I don't remember him doing one on April twentieth. How much garbage is there out there that you're still picking up those fucking garbage cans every week? It's been like ten Love minutes. It. It's been like ten Love minutes, it. and they Love still it. haven't finished. Um, yeah, I, the last Lucky Boncho I remember watching, we were in the middle of three point one. This is he's referring back to April twentieth, which means he's done another one since the three point one census, because that's not the three point one census. We have not gotten three point two and three point three since April. That's true. That's true. So, so it's important to remember that at the time of the three point one census, where we saw I think Chocobo once again had close to an eight or nine percent clear rate, and every mm -hmm. other server was like under two percent. Mm -hmm. That um, that Gordius was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And that these Gordius clears listed here are not representative of that. People who have cleared Midas and then gone back and done Gordius are now counting for a lot of these. So that's just, uh, yeah. The amount of clears has just gone down substantially across the board due to the difficulty of Alexander Savage. So the more I see these numbers, the no, it's it's gone down literally by like hundreds of percentage. Do you want, do, would <laughs> that's you, not even possible. <laughs> do you really want to blame it on difficulty there? I, well, I, I blame it on A3 Savage in particular, but yeah. A3 Savage decimated people's hopes and dreams. And yeah. on top of that, with so many people going to Gilgamesh, and Gilgamesh, by the way, still only having a 1.73% of its population clearing. It's one of the, it's 262 Fosslet minions. That's still literally less than a third of the Chocobo clears at this point. So yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I have a feeling... Two things based on this data. If this is this, if this is very close to the data that Square Enix has, which is official, but they haven't told us yet, they may tell us. They usually tell us what the clear rates are looking like uh, for the raids. They did last year for Gordius. If you remember when no one had cleared A4 Savage yet, or whatever it was, right. that was uh, that was intense. Although somebody cleared it literally, and then you know Elysium and Lucrezia cleared it like a day later, but. They had that data, and uh, it wasn't much better looking than this. So I think we're going to return to a closer difficulty, the final coil, very soon. Very, very soon. And, and I say this 
and I said this last time we did the data, and it goes to show it again. It, it's the culture. It's it, it's, the culture. it's the culture. When you when you look at this data and you sort the data and you see nothing but JP in terms of like, I'll go top twenty five. I'll even go twenty. Um, one, two, three. Three NA servers in the top 25, and that's Gilgamesh, and then the next one is Behemoth, and then the next one is Leviathan. Three in the top 25. Yeah. And then you have Odin, Ragnarok, and that's it. That's it. That's all. Odin, Ragnarok are the only two EU servers in the top 25. Oh, it's the culture. It's the culture. It's definitely the culture. One big thing to remember is the Raid Finder was a success in Japan, especially on the Chocobo server. No! It was a big success. Uh, oh my god, are you it, serious? It was a huge success over no. in Japan. I, I would not have guessed. I really would It's because of that. It's that culture, like you said, the culture where they have a, a like a data center wide, I'm sorry, like a server-wide blacklist for every Japanese server. Mm-hmm. And that blacklist has kind of culminated into all the servers being made aware of people using the raid finder. And if they're using it the way that the Japanese have sort of culminated it so that they guarantee a higher clear percentage. I would love mm-hmm. to see if it was trackable, the number of clears for five, six, and seven across mm-hmm. all the other servers as well. That's information that usually Square Enix gives us. But I think we'd see incredibly high numbers there. Like mm-hmm. in Chocobo, I would assume close to a 30% clear rate on five and then probably dropping down to maybe like a, a 15% on seven, but that you'd see like, it'd be a lot higher for all the, especially Gilgamesh, which freely does five and six, like that would be a much higher percentage. So mm. I just, I think that this is, a, I think they're going to go back to coil level difficulties. Even if they don't go back to one difficulty and they still keep it at two, I think that the Savage is going to reduce down to that point. Cause clearly one of the biggest points of their game that people love progressing on and doing is not drawing in enough completion to warrant them to develop it, uh, put as many resources into it as they do. I would also like to see Midas normal clear rates because usually we have those as well. And while it's usually a very, it's, it's usually not all of the well, community. Well, do that's you really? It. Do you really? Does that skew things a little bit more? It's, well, it doesn't skew anything. It provides that, another level of detail because it gives you, a, it, it lets you know how much of the active viewer base cares even about normal mode. Which is important when developing content to understand how much of the community. Yeah, see, that's why I say that. it's weird because, like, at this moment in time, people really don't care. No, I don't care. I don't care about me. I don't. I don't. I have enough. But you cared at some point and cleared it once, and that's all the data. I, I cared at one point and cleared it once, and yet, yeah, like, if you want to do that data, that's fine. But I don't know. It's just like now. It's a matter of time, because when it when normal first came out, you would like yeah you're gonna have all the numbers there, and over a period of time, the numbers gonna go down because you know everybody's but gonna tell you. I don't there, the number you, the number do doesn't it. go down. It's not like people unclear it. It's not not, not saying unclear, but like it's. I'm not looking for and I'm it's not looking freaking. for in the last month. I'm looking for every single individual who has cleared it. Ever, I don't care ever. about when it was. I want to know ev- the exact number of everyone who has cleared it. Because that is still an important... Then, I would also like the details on people who have cleared it in the last month compared to people who cleared it. That would also be great data. So you could see the... It, but you, wouldn't have, you would have no data. And here's what I'm saying is because 
um, in comparison to when normal first came out and now. Like, that's not, important. It, it, it's important, but not because many people are doing normal. That's the point. It, you want to you want to see the longevity. You want to say, hey, we made this content in three point two. How long? Like you can you what you could determine with that information is how long at, people remained interested in it, and then you at can the determine same time, based on research. You're comparing more like. If you're going to do that, you're comparing normal to uh, Savage. No, we're not. Savage, we're not. We're just comparing it to the active player base on that server. That's all I want to know. I don't care about maybe Savage. Maybe comparing is the wrong word. Um, Savage is going to have more longevity, of course. Because people it, have it, to progress on it longer, yeah. People have to progress. Like, whereas normal... You know, over a period of time, the gear and the new weapons, it becomes obsolete. It absolutely does, but that doesn't make the information obsolete. Yeah, the information is obsolete. Yeah. And that's I'm all I want to know. I, just, I yeah. love statistics. That's what I love. I love you statistics. Want you I want, want stats. stats. Yeah. So I want to see what the total number of the active players. Actually, I don't even want to know the total number of active. I want to know the total of all time clears from Midas Normal. Mm -hmm. So give me that information on August 27th, Square Enix. Says, I want to know that. That is an important piece of information. Unlike the next bit of information we're going to talk about, which is not important, but it's hilarious to think about. Lucky Boncho decided, let's do, let's do a few for fun. He calculated two things. He calculated how many people... How many... Let me read the exact thing so I don't misword it. How many people have a certain number of yokai minions. So how many have 0, 1, 2, all the way up to 13? It's no time to sort this data, but goddamn, it's just... Why? Why? It, it's fun. It's fun to think about. Yeah, but... I think it's actually really interesting that the number of people um, who have 13 minions... Because the number of people who have all 13 minions versus the number of people who have the Whisper a go, -Go mount is very weird. So Mike, hold on. You entertain Mike. I have a package. He has a package. I have a package. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Alright. So, He's going to go get his package. Yeah. Giggity. Alright, so that's what I'm... We're going to... Dwayne and I are going to host the show now. So, according to this graph... It takes the 507,722 active characters, and it breaks it down based on how many people have zero minions, one minion, two minions, etc. Of all the community, 329,000 of the 507,000 have zero yokai minions. But it says that like 40,000, like the number of people that have 13 minions throughout Japan, North America, and Europe doesn't make any sense. It says there are 75,000 thousand people who have collected all 13 minions i don't and you still have to be over level 36 your hp has to have changed you need to have obtained a new malware minion which clearly you have i don't understand how that's possible because then when we look at the next data it tells us that only 3,226 people have their Whisper Agogo mounts, which is the mount you get from obtaining all 13... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. 60... Uh, not. Um, I meant to compare that to the number of people that have the Whisper Gogo mount, not the Whisper Agogo. So then you have 75,000 people have the, the 13 minions, and only 68,000 have the Whisper, um, the Whisper Go. 
number of people will have the weapons is not even tracked here. But it's crazy how many people have the Whisper Go versus the Whisper Uggo Go. There's like 7,000 people who don't even have the Whisper Go mount, even though they already have all 13 minions. There are 75... So, I find it, I think it's hilarious that the majority of the community has zero minions, and the rest of the majority has all 13 minions. And in between is much smaller numbers, which is where we're going. And that even of all the people who have completed all 13 minions, not all of them have gotten their first mount. I wish this could track weapons somehow, which it actually could, but he doesn't have which that information weapons? here. Which weapons? The yokai weapons. I'm too used. There's too many. There's the word "go" is present too many times, guys. I confused myself there for a second. One thing I was disappointed in that this this data didn't have that I would be interested in seeing is, of course, animal. How many people? It, 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 yeah. It's it's. And it's such, a ran, it's such a random statistic in terms of in comparison to everything else that we have here. But I would love to see how many people have had like had like hell. You can even break it up into stages of the animal, whichever stage you're on. Yeah. I productive and and the current. But I would I'd love to see that. Um, I would love to see the yokai weapon because clearly. Only, according to this, only 3,226 people have the Whisper Agogo, which is all 13 weapons. But we don't have how many people have, like, 10 weapons, 5 weapons, only 1 weapon, no weapons. We do have how many people have each individual minion. How many people have Jibinyan? How many people have Shogunyan? Jibinyan is ahead. He has 141,000 people have mm -hmm. Jibinyan. We're in second place. Uh, Komasan, or Komasan is 131,000. And then eventually you get all the way down to the bottom where you have the sixty-eight, the 67,000 people with the Whisper Go and the 3,000 people with the Whisper Uggo-Go. Because people rushed through the bullshit. They rushed through the bullshit. They got to October 3rd and now a 15 pushback. That, they got plenty of time. Plenty of time. And that's why I say, like, every time people ask, like, why aren't you doing your, why aren't you doing your yokai? Which I'll do a little bit of yokai tonight. But, again, I have plenty of time to do this. I'm never, I, I sincerely doubt I'm going to get finished before October 3rd. Oh, the counter. Nope, it's not going to happen. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I got too many other things going on. Ain't no, no, way no, no, no. You have, a, you have a community behind you who will will help you through the fates. What do you everything. mean help me through the fates? They don't make the fucking medals drop any faster. No, but okay. Picture this. I'll picture you, it. You, you actually get through count up in a timely manner. And now I have plenty of extra time in count up. <sighs> and you decide with like maybe a week or two left. Oh. Hey, <laughs> I forgot to switch the scene back to uh, it's both of us. Yeah, yeah, it was all, it was just on you. It was just on you. That's okay. Um, they only care about me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, I'm, I'm nobody. Uh, but yeah, like you have, only have a week or two left, and um, you decide, hey, I want to try to do yokai weapons. <laughs> Funny. Funny guy. I ain't no procrastinator. I'm a don't do it aider. <laughs> So you just say fuck it. Either I'm like, 
either I get it done I'm, early or I don't no, get I'm it done. I'm not getting it done at all because I ain't cramming. Oh, okay. that, I ain't cramming that shit into the end of September. Okay. Okay. That fucking right. shit ain't happening. All right. That's all. That's all you hear. Okay. That's how I feel about it, at least. I just. Uh, I wonder how it feels to have made an uh, an event mount that only three thousand people have. I didn't because I mean. To be and, fair, and you're talking like again. This is the time frame that we're talking about where people, like, half the people are completionists and just want to get this done, get it out of the way, and right now it's long content, and there's really nothing else to do. And whereas you have, like, this demographic of people who, like me, I got time. I got all the time in the world. I'm trying to do New Game Plus and Dark Souls 3. I'm trying to do Skull First Ed. I mean, I got enough time. I... I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to fucking solo, goddamn deep dungeon. I, I got enough Come time, on, man. Messing. You should have finished that shit by now. Dragoon's a good soloer in there. Minix. What? Minix. Use your words. Use your words. Minix. Mimics. 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 So what you're mimics. saying is, look, man up. Look, look, and mimics. That like, well, that goes hand in hand because. I'm a unlucky bastard because I keep I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of all the excuses I'm hearing. Oh. I can't hear you over the sound of bullshit in my ears. One second. Uh, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. On. Fine, fine. Can you repeat fine. that real quick? You do it. You do it. I I'm did. Doomed. You. I did it on Monk. You have it even easier than I do. You at least have life surge. All I, I've got second wind. You've got life surge. You've got second wind. It's just not as good. I've got life surge. You got, got blood bath. Blood bath. I have bloodbath. I have like potions. all the all the all the um mitigation I could, and I just fucking get unlucky every fucking time. I would have had it once, but I forgot the lust at lust. Yeah. Hold on, the other ear. Now, one second. Ah, there we go. Clear, clear out your fucking system. Yeah, I got the bullshit out of my ears now. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I should be able to hear you properly. Okay. There you go. You okay. good? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Overall, what Lucky Bonchos, Aorzean Census tells us is that there's still a fair number of active characters, but it is in a summer lull as people wait for 3.4, the final tier of Alexander, and a few other things, a few other exciting pieces of news that we received today, which we'll be talking about after we discuss the 3.38 details that came out today. 3.38 was kind of dropped on us all of a sudden, uh, the, the release date uh, earlier today or yesterday, where they said patch 3.38 will be August 22nd. In patch 3.38, the Illuminati Deep Gob Dip will be made available through the weekly items of the, week, the Weeping City and the Void Arc, so the Penny mm -hmm. plus the Farthing. Mm -hmm. The more interesting thing in the very obscure detail that came about 3.38 was that the four major components of the 210 Anima will be made easier to obtain. Now, to be clear, that's not the unidentifiable items. That's not the crafted items. These are the four items that you trade in, 20 unidentifiables, plus four crafted pieces in order to obtain. So like the enchanted rubber, the something carbon coat, the something uh, carbon twine. I don't remember. It's like enchanted rubber and like semi-enchanted. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But they're the four items. You take them back to the NPC to eventually make the 210 weapon. And they will be mm -hmm. made easier to obtain. They will be adjusted however you want to absorb that. A nerf to the 210 step, essentially. What do we think it is? Because some people are guessing that it's going to be like a weekly drop from like some new quests that they're going to implement. And some see, people... that's the thing. It, it, 
like that stage is just so far gone that making it a weekly would it it, it serves no purpose making you, it. You want to know what's funny about if they made this a weekly? It would take a, mm. it would take one less week than the two thirty step, assuming you only obtain the minimum amount per week. <laughs> Because that one's five weeks, five ether oils. This would be four weeks, essentially. Um, the other guess is they're going to make it ten unidentifiables instead of twenty. In which case, I would immediately have a two thirty weapon waiting for me because I have a bunch of. Uh, I literally have thirteen seeds waiting for me, and that's the only thing I don't have are the twenty seeds. Uh, they could also reduce the number of crafted items from four to three. They can make the crafted items able to be bought from NPCs with fucking tombstones. Who knows? There's a million things they could do. To ease this part up. But they're completely in classic Square Enix fashion. We're not going to tell you how it's going to be easier. We're just going to tell you it'll be easier. So please look forward to it. Hype. 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 I really hope they reduce the items down to 10. That would be... So, I'd, just, I'd insta-finish my two tanks. People, people would finish. People would be finished. Some people had, like gave up halfway. Literally. And yeah. now this is halfway. This is literally halfway. Uh, whatever that is, that's coming on Tuesday. So we'll be able to update you guys on that with State of the Realm next week. We will know by then. The other thing is we got a ton of patch 3.4 details, especially about PvP. What are you smiling about over there? You in PvP, bro? You in PvP, bro? No, I don't. I'm too busy playing other Final Fantasy games that aren't 14. Mm. Yeah. So, I'll pass. Again, um, in Soulscape. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I blame P5. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> yes. So, okay, first let's cover the non-PVP related. Stone Sky C dummies will have their accuracy requirements added. Appropriate accuracy requirements. So... If uh, good thing. Good thing. Yeah, because people have just been going full deep stats to kill them at yeah, lower items. Yeah, like I've, like, I've done all the Stone Sky Cs. Do you have the accuracy? No. No, but I have the DPS. <laughs> you can't do that. That doesn't work. That's cheating. No more cheating on Stone Sky C, essentially. Nope. Um, the shuffle feature is going to be added to the orchestrion. So if you've always wanted to play, it, like have it play through random songs, that'll become available. Now we just need the uh, the MP3 player that you can like stick in your pocket and carry it with you everywhere. Or it could be like those custom shirts that have the speaker on the chest mm -hmm. and you have your iPad on like a pocket on the inside and it's just like you're walking with your theme song everywhere. Like, <laughs> I want to see somebody with, with one of those, the speakers in the chest right here and they're playing Pokemon Go and on their iPad they have this, the theme song playing. I want to be the very best. I just want to see somebody doing that. And then every time the guitar riff comes out, they're like, nah. there you go. What what would be your thing? What would be your song that you would choose? Do I have to pick from the orchestrion, or can I pick from any song ever? Any. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably still just troll people and make it the papaya song. I would go Steps of Faith. Steps. Steps of Faith. There you go. Like that. That it, it's like I feel. I feel like like if you're I walking ever, down a bridge everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it was if I was ever in a orchestra, a wrestler, that would be my Titantron. But the steps that they did. Oh my god. Yeah, just yeah. walking down to the just walking down. Perfect. Walking down to the ring. There you go. Just uh, marching down. Yeah. So if you're someone who likes collecting orchestrion rolls for your house, uh, the shuffle feature will be three point four. Um now a ton of PvP news came out and 
this is kind of strange that we got this. This wasn't an official post. Just they posted something and just here's all this information. I don't remember why. Here, I'll send you the post. Oh, no. Did I include the post in the notes? Yes, I did. I didn't include the notes in the post. Mm -hmm. So if you click on those, you'll just see, and if we read the very top, Greetings, adventurers. You may have heard that Yoshi P recently appeared as a special guest on a final... Okay, there you go. On the Final Fantasy XIV PvP show, Adrenaline Rush TV. That answers our question about the 14-hour broadcast, because remember, Adrenaline Rush TV is a thing that's on the 14-hour broadcast. Right. So... We now know that that was a TV show that he was actually on once already, and they're doing another one. Considering the amount of information that came from this, it's worth mentioning that there will probably be even more important PvP information from the 14-hour broadcast. Because that's during the, the three-year friggin' broadcast. So keep that in mind. So he brought up some key points from that show. Uh, first of all, Dark Knight sucks. Um in the feast um <laughs> well they yeah, they said no, 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 I'm, not even, I'm not even going to like disagree just go ahead go lacking ahead. in the support department in other words they suck so they're going to make some adjustments there and also black mage is way too good they can sleep people it's way too overpowered they can immobilize players too frequently sleep was made a specific point but um, Black Mage is going to be seeing some nerfs, specifically to their CC capabilities. Hooray! So, I mean, I don't know about you. I've played some great Black Mages. A bad Black Mage is literally like a rubber chicken that's, that the entire team is carrying with one hand each. So it's like three people plus a rubber chicken. <laughs> um, but, a good, but a good Black Mage makes you feel, oh, makes you feel like you don't want to be on this planet anymore. So... Um, they're kill so the black mage. The, all black of mage. the really good. Why black aren't you mages? killing the black mage? Oh my god, kill the black mage! Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Stop going for the melee. Kill the black mage. Yeah, like, and then you go to kill the black mage, and no. he sees the shit out of you, and then the melee kills you, and you're just like, yeah, so exactly, exactly. It, like I've I've seen that movie so many times. Yeah. All right, so you can expect to see some uh, black mages. They're also. Uh, doing some other fine-tuning, but they don't mention any here. Um, another thing that people were really annoyed about is Season 2 rewards. They were the same as the Season 1 rewards. Literally, yep. they were no different. They're going to be updating them so that it's they're actually different than the Season 1 rewards. So This, you this I... I'm happy really... this is what they should have been doing in the first place. Okay, this is, this is our first season of PvP. First season, not too long. Like, what all could you change? What what changes? You can at least you could probably, I mean, think of it the same way that they give us, um, you know, tombstone gear. How it's different every other patch. You know, I don't. I mean, I understand this is every three months, not every other patch, mm -hmm. but I don't see why the same detail can be given to the PvP players to at least make slight modifications. I mean, they implemented all this other, you know, cool looking gear that PvP has that's already fucking worthless. And mm -hmm. now we have the season gear, and they're going to make season two look the same as season one. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. In all honesty, I really would have been mad if they left it as is. Well, I'm that's really... the thing. But you wouldn't be mad because you don't have the season one rewards. But people who have season one rewards, who are, to be honest, the most likely people to obtain season two rewards, assuming they're still active in the game and competing, mm -hmm. they would essentially receive the same reward a second time. And that's not exactly something that's motivational as a PvP player who actually cares about PvP but on But again, we're still in the early phases. This is this is and why this why is just why wait? Two. 
This but why wait? But why wait until season four or five when you can fix the problem sooner? It's important to fix Agreed. the problem sooner. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I just, I always think because the people who, like, the people who got first place this time are probably going to get first place next time, or at least in the top three next time. It's are very, sure? very likely. Are you sure? Like, are you sure they're not resting on their laurels and just saying, you know what? I won. Like, I won the very first season. I am in history. Fuck everything. Merciless Gladiator. There you go. Merciless Season 2. There you go. Uh, and then we also have some changes to face target and auto attack changes, which is something, this is more of an advanced technique that not many newer PvP players use. Um, especially when you're in the lower tiers. It can get you through, the, it can help you get through the lower tiers a little easier, but it's essentially people spamming a face target button to ensure that no matter the positional update, they're always looking at their opponent, even if they're trying to run through. It makes it so that black mages are able to get cast off more easily, even if people are running through them. It means that auto attacks are able to connect more frequently because people who are jumping behind them aren't necessarily avoiding it because they're spamming the face target button. Um, they're going to be making some adjustments to that, so it's not something people, I guess, they need to do. They didn't. They said they don't really want to go into details until the next letter from the producer live, but they are going to be making changes to the way that auto attacks and face target are uh, functionally used. So if that's an advanced technique that you were utilizing, it's probably going to change to some degree when uh, 3.4 hits. Then we have the Fields of Glory, Shatter. They said that it's too snowball-y, and they're looking to fix it. You know what else is really great about Shatter? It'd be great if you could just remove those Grant Company requirements real quick. You know, it's just said, I mean, it's, you know, twin batters, you know, the mortal... Yeah, the immortal degradation. The the more the moral the mortal flames. Sorry. The, uh... Sorry. Sorry. Moral degradation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Moral degradation. It's okay. We could say we could mention it for a third week in a row. I accidentally mm -hmm. made the title of the show last week moral degradation again, so I could do it a third week in a row. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> census data and more moral degradation. Thank yeah, you. census data and more moral degradation over and over again. Every mm -hmm. week. All right. So that, they're going to look to reduce the snowballiness of the Fields of Glory. Um, then we have a bunch of new features being added to PvP. The first one is the long... Okay, so okay. first of all, for 8v8 Feast, they're removing role requirements when joining a match. So if a match is already Hooray! in progress... If a match is already in progress and somebody wants to join, there is no role requirement. It's just forcing players into the match, essentially. Mm -hmm. So... Um, what's it called? Uh, since this is an unrated version of the feast, the time it takes to match will likely be longer while seasons are live. Uh, for this, we're planning to introduce following new PvP feature modes for 3.4. Dual mode. The ability to 1v1 a friend of yours. Now, I want to point a few things out about this, Sly. For one, it can only be done in a new area being added to the Wolf's Den. It's not instanced. You don't have to queue into it. You just walk into that little arena Right. And you can duel people. You can you can ask someone, hey, would you like to duel? It gives you a countdown. You start fighting each other. And when you told me about this, I like for those for those Warframe Warframe players, this immediately reminded me of the dojo. Like if, if you don't play Warframe, um, when you're when you have a dojo, you meet someone, you kneel, you, you do all the honorifics, and then you do. This sounds like a dojo. This is a really fucking good idea. Now, not only is that a good idea, but Sly, they have the technology. You can be queued up for something in the duty finder while dueling. 
You are not limited. You are not forced to sit there and duel and only duel and do nothing else because it's not instance, because it doesn't interrupt the duty finder. Yeah. You, could, you could be queued for PvP and dueling people while you're waiting, essentially. Yeah, that's fine. And that's essentially how dojos were, were created. Like, well, it's, it's a little bit different in terms of Warframe, but yeah, like, it works. It, it, it's a really fucking good idea. It's been, it's been, don't get me wrong, duels are never balanced. Let's be How clear so? about that. How so? How so? There's always, a warrior's going to win against almost anyone, first of all. Sure about that? And, and nobody wants to see two paladins wet noodle fight. You sure about that? And nobody wants to see two paladins beat the shit out of each other for six hours because neither of them can kill each other. That's going to be the world's longest duel right there is two fucking paladins fighting each other. Or two white mages. Because the white mage isn't going to burst out the other fucking white mage. I just, I, the only way is running out of MP at this point. And you're just like, you're never going to kill a fucking paladin in a fucking 1v1 duel. It's never going to happen. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Classic paladin duels. Now, the only caveat is you do need to be in the wolves then itself to duel. It, like I said, yeah, there's, a, there's and, a... And, and I can agree with that. It's fine. That's fine. They're keeping it out of the open world, which I still am not... I still think they should allow it in certain areas out in the world, similar to how they allow you to triple triad in certain areas out in the world. Yeah. I don't see why they couldn't make it available in areas like that. Not in the exact same areas, but sort of in the same fashion. But it's a step. Dueling added to Final Fantasy fourteen. And you will, and unlike with your, and see, this is what I mean by they have the technology. You still can't queue into a duty with your chocobo out, but you could duel while you're waiting for a duty. So, whatever. I'm, a, I'm just happy that they're adding it. The next thing they're adding is the custom match mode. You can have two light parties Whoa. queue up into a custom match against each other. There are no role requirements, and um. Yeah, you can use it to, to spar. You can use it for tournaments, server-specific tournaments, if you want to hold something on a personal level. Or if they want to hold a tournament at, mm, I don't know, Fan Festival, for example. Oh, you want to sign up for that? I'm just saying. It's just, yeah, okay. I'll shoutcast. I'll shoutcast. I'll shoutcast. So Sly just went in. So, okay, so Sly's going in on his dragon. He charged right to And he's gone. All right, there we go. That's my shoutcast. No, 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 no. So Sly, Sly goes in. Sly goes in. Um, he, he hangs back. Oh no, 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 no! Go for Sly! Oh God! Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. Every time. Every fucking time. Yeah. It's the, it's the name. It's the fucking name. It's no, because here's the thing. Your name at FanFest would probably be generic character for FanFest A, but they'll see. They'll, you're doing they'll it look over. And they they'll know who they're. Going. The thing is, like, you might actually survive because they're going to be looking for people who are a threat. So you might actually survive a little while. Oh! Yeah, I gotta give you that man. Good job. Yeah, Good job. exactly. I can't. I can't really say shit, but that's high five. Ninja, high five. I suck, and Ninja sucks. So two, two birds, one stone. Two stones. One hey, bird. at least you got weapon throw. Yeah, at least I got weapon throw. They got they, they they only had to they only had to get rid of Enliven at the same time and or change it to what it is now. Actually, I like the new Enliven for Ninja. The duality with Enliven is just so much better, so much better. So custom match mode, uh, spectator mode, will be added. Um, it'll be different. The layout will allow matches to be broadcasted, displaying the stats of both participating teams. Multiple cameras will be placed in the field, which players can switch 
to and from, as well as a follow option for individuals designed to have a camera to follow a specific character. We would like to be able to go over some more details on the next letter from the producer live. Uh, I would like to say I am already planning post fan fest probably to do mm-hmm. a tournament. Um, the problem being is that we don't have a tournament realm, which means that it would have to be a Gilgamesh only tournament, or I'd have to go to specific servers, or I'd have to ask people. Like it's a really awkward scenario because we don't have a tournament. Do, really... do I really? I think we lost them. Either that or I lost them. I like Sly's face right now, guys. Your internet connection is unstable. It may have been me. Even though I didn't it's drop... you! Actually, Yay! I, didn't Yay! Drop a, I didn't drop a single frame there. Yay! It's you! It's you! Are you sure? It, I'm positive. Are you sure? Because I didn't... I'm looking, I'm looking at the... I'm looking at your your little uh, bar in Michael Poveromo. Well, I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't drop, I didn't drop any frames. That's all I know. Mm. I, everyone says it was you, so I'm just going to... No! Oh, yeah, like, blame me! Yeah, thank you. Thank that, you. That was Sly. No, it was Sly. I'm deaf. That face. Sly, it was you. New meme. Picnic. Um, did you read... Okay, what did I read? Sly. I didn't touch anything. Look my no hands. I didn't touch anything either. Look my no hands. I, I, I didn't... I didn't know you needed to touch the internet to to affect it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Slygate 2016. Thank you. Okay. Thank so you. what did you read was what you said to me. Did you read? And then it cut off. So what, I what, what I said. Oh, I my God. What fuck we I were said. talking about spectator mode and tournaments regarding tournament realms. Like, do you really think that on, on Gilgamesh... Gilgamesh isn't like enough to have its own turn. It is, but that's not fair to the people it, who are it's on. It's not fair, and and then if that's the case, it goes it that the, the responsibility falls to the other servers. Like it, it was that's fa- not their fault that I'm on a server and they're not. I mean, what we need is we need a tournament realm so that if um, we want to host things with Square Enix's permission, we can use said tournament realm. We just can't use it for casual play. Um, that would be the next step here because they are able to set those things up locally. Or just do it by data center? You can, yeah, but then you can't do a custom match between um, between that. Now, they do say they would like to mention they're working on a new cross-world party finder feature for 3.5. It might be possible that with the cross-server party finder that you can arrange um, mm-hmm. a match cross-server within the same data center. That I'd be cool with. If, 3, if I have to wait till 3.5 for that and I have to do maybe a Gilgamesh-only tournament for a little while... I'm fine waiting for that, knowing that it is on their radar, but I need a sort of, sort of official statement saying that with this cross-server party finder, we're going to be able to set up these custom matches across servers. Because to me, that's the other, that's the final piece towards making an actual, like, streamable or YouTubeable PvP scene, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. But uh, these are all things that they're adding to the feast in 3.4, so in about sometime between September 20th and October 10th, which is still where my guess is, any time between those days is likely where we're going to see the patch. And now that 15's not in the fucking way, they could do it whenever they want. So I'm cool with that. So. Say what you're going to say. Just get, it, just, just get it out of your system. You already did. Just Thank you, P5. Yeah. Thank you, P5. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can't deny the fact that P5 pre-orders in Japan have gone up substantially since the announcement. It's not! It's not P5's fault! It's not P5's fault! It's Square's fault! If Square wants to like extend time until release, that's fine. That's their thing. 
you can't blame the consumers. And this is this is totally a non subject. But it's all right. Everyone you here can't, plays you RPGs. Can't blame. You can't blame P five like fifteen consumers going. Hey, you know what? I'll just go ahead and get P five. It'll bide my time until Final Fantasy fifteen. It's a world of Final Fantasy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to tab that post. I really want to tab that because that's that's kind of been hurting me too. Okay. So on that note, um, they're also adding a new map for the feast. In 3.4. Hooray! Hooray! They're adding a new map, so we will now... They, I love the way it's worded. Playing the Feast on one map alone may get boring for some players. No shit. <laughs> Thank you for that observation. I'm glad that human nature has entered its way into... Re repetition leads to monotony. So, yes, we will be seeing a new map for the Feast. So when you queue into the Feast, you will get one of two maps. Yay. I wonder what we're going to see map-wise, because they seem, they learned a lot from the first map. I'm wondering if the second map is literally... Here's what I want. I don't want the second map to be the, in the Wolf's Den, personally. Like, it's, the, it's the same platform. Because really, in all honesty, that, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, I, I just don't want it to be the same, the exact same structures and the exact same like pillars. Like it's all gonna be all the same anesthetics in the middle so, of the ocean. I would like so to see it in like a cave, like underground. So you want cave. new assets, basically. I want new assets. Yes, I want new assets. Stick it in the Aquapolis for all I care. Make it, make it the, make it where I fight. Bahamut. That's actually a great idea. Like, <laughs> make it where I fight Bahamut and Mega Flare towers come up or some shit to block LOS. I don't care. So environmental. Like, you're saying you want a new map, but at the same time, you're saying you want new mechanics. Yeah, I, I, like, I like maps that are dynamic. It's less fair. It's like, there's no, like, there's no final destination. You said, you said it yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's less fair. Um, it's less fair. Like including, it, it, it include, like, it, it takes away from the actual combat. It means that you uh, yeah, start playing nice. around the environment more than you actually play around your opponent. But that's the thing. If you're good at PvP, playing around the environment should be a fun thing to learn, theoretically. In terms of rank, I wouldn't do. In terms of unranked, sure, by all means, go hand. But, like, so would you, would you want Final ranking? Destination? Would you want Final Destination? Just no, no pillars or anything? Just Final Destination? Lay it out on the ground? Smash con it up? Hey, SmashCon just finished. All, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, when, when you, in terms of brand, environmental um, assets or conditions would get in the way. It's, it's not fair. It's, it's not fair to to rank where it like you have a lot on the line. Whereas with unranked, if you if you if you just with unranked. You know, it's it's freestyle. You're doing whatever the fuck you want. It's it's fun. It's fun, but when you think about ranked and you think about how many people are going to cheese the cheese the shit out of it. Well, it depends because if if you design it correctly, you can't necessarily cheese a map mechanic because it's there and both teams have to play around it. So it it becomes more of an objective within your match, similar to the way that the um the the crates appear in a mm -hmm. sense. Like, oh, I have to go for this crate. What am I giving up to go for this crate? You know, um, and how often I know when that crate will come up. I know the rough time frame when to look for it. When am I? Mm -hmm. When am I pushing? When am I defending? 
everyone has to play around it, which is why I'm a big fan of environmental hazards. It's just that for newer players, because they don't understand it, it is an additional gate because that's another thing on top of having to learn how to actually play their job, which they can not really, they could sort of do it through dueling or custom matches, but not really. Um, they now also have to learn each of the maps. There's there would only be two in this case, but still. That's that's like like I was about to say. Then you teeter over to the to the uh, MOBA line. And I don't know a lot of MOBAs that MOBAs kind of, don't really. If they're gonna if a MOBA does they, a different, they don't map, play with it. Yeah, they don't play with. Uh, if a MOBA I, does a different map, it's a different game mode entirely. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like the MOBAs don't really play around with environmental effects. Like uh, it, uh, and you may be right. It may work in t in terms of an MMO sense in terms of. In terms of PvP in a sense, but I just don't like the idea. I'm a fan of the idea. At the very least, if they're not going to do that, I'd like to see them maybe take assets from the other. Like for example, make one of the arenas the top of um, Cartno Flats. You know, where mm -hmm. people meet in the middle, and then you can just add structures there. So that way, it's just it, I just don't want them to all be a fucking floating piece of wood in the ocean like Wolfstead is. I would mm -hmm. like some different aesthetics. I'm not. I'm not now, saying. And I, can, and I can. And I can give you that, but it's just in terms. Like again, going back to rank, I don't want to have to worry about anything else but my. Like worrying about the environment, like like having like not many rank just because of an environmental kill. No, it, it just seems bullshit. Yeah, I don't want lava exploding on a team and deciding a kill. I don't want that. But at least, yeah. at least, you know when things are coming. If if you know when an environmental hazard is coming and you can play around it, it's a little mm -hmm. bit different than a random hey. At any point in the match, maybe lava spawns under your black mage. You know, don't sure. do that. That would be bullshit. But <laughs> just something, something, something to shake it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Something to shake it up a little bit. I would also like to see that in front lines a bit too. Front lines mm -hmm. is a little bit less competitive in a sense there's no ranking involved so it's okay to have sort of those environmental things for people to play around then again there's that there's that you know that pesky thing we have called q times yeah grand companies that's that's an environmental yeah. hazard yeah. It, it, it it affects the q time mechanic it's sly again isn't it <laughs> there we go you're back there we go you're back it's cool now, the final bit of information that they have here is they're discussing making it so that you can only queue into the feast for ranked play during certain time frames, peak time frames, depending on server. So, like, for example, if you want to compete competitively in the feast and you want to compete for ranking that season, you would need to play. And this is not a time. They haven't listed a time. It's just the idea. Mm -hmm. I'm explaining it. You would have to play, it would only be available between 7 p.m. and midnight Eastern, for example. If you are not feasting during those times you are not gaining or lose you're not able to access ranked play it's the force it's the fair. it's the for but you know what else isn't fair fucking nobody queuing because everybody has these different times and at least con it's something that league of legends has actually started doing with the ranked fives where mm -hmm. they make it so you can only queue within a certain time frame because it guarantees that that time frame is a competitive time frame um it has its cons, so what happens what happens to those people who who have they you know, work schedules and everything and want to do feast but can't because there's a set time there's always what a happens? pro there's always a pro and a con there's pros and cons to both ways of doing it you know what happens to those people 
they don't get to compete or they have to go compete on another server where the, where the that's peak, why I say where the peak times are different and that's why i say it's not fair uh i like the now it you may think it really didn't work first season i liked being able to queue in when like and sometimes it would take forever in a fucking day to queue in but i like being able to you know just say hey i'm fucking up at I guess the question the butt is crack of dawn and you know what? I'm on a feast. I'm on a feast, so I'll get on. And it'll take me maybe twenty five minutes, but I'll get a fucking match. Like the, I like that. The thing is, if you look at the I'm sure they have data on this. I'm sure they're considering this because they have data mm-hmm. that suggests that when people are queuing outside of certain time frames, the number of matches is too low. And it's like almost not worth queuing in a sense. And I could agree to that because I've I've tried queuing at nine in the morning and I sit there for forty minutes because the season's mm-hmm. been underway for longer than a week. Um, mm-hmm. And then I wait till six o'clock and it's like five minute queue, five minute queue, five minute queue, five minute queue. And it's like all of a sudden I go, well, you know, everyone's playing at this time anyway. What if it's only available at that time? And then everybody who wants to compete is saying, hey, that's what I'm doing tonight at that time, every night. It's one of those things where need may outweigh the uh, the needs of many may outweigh the needs of few, as the chat is describing it. They could also, as suggested here, give bonus PvP XP, but that's just for ranking up, and a lot of the people who are competing at the highest level are at least near max rank. So right. that's uh, I would I don't know if that's necessarily a big thing, but it's something they're considering. They say nothing is finalized; it is just a discussion. A thought. Yeah, it is it is a discussion it is a thought they want feedback so if you have feedback on that you know how to provide it guys use your words use your words use your motherfucking words but it's a lot of feast and we have to keep in mind that all the stuff being added to the feast we still have the things that are otherwise being added in 3.4 as a reminder we have the final tier of alexander we have the continuation of the main story we have more hildebrand i believe we have more uh, scholasticate quests as well we have the new dungeons. We have um, the new, either the demon or the goddess, or both. That's still mm-hmm. my prediction that they'll both be part of the same fight. I'm just leaving that in there. Continuation of the Warring Triad story as a whole, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we have the Ishgardian apartment system, another important thing. In 3.4, hopefully we'll be able to queue into Extreme Primals using the Raid Finder immediately. We don't know that for certain. We have Alexander Midas Savage added to the Duty Finder. Uh, we'll probably get Echo for that at some point. Diadem is getting not its major upgrade. It's getting the gathering only queue where you can just decide to just queue in for gathering as opposed to having to queue in generally and then decide you would like to gather. Um, the may, the large scale Diadem will not be in 3.4. They will be waiting for that. We did, uh, we did get uh, confirmation of that. So along with the PVP, along with um, whatever else they have planned, which we'll find out during the live letter. There are still a lot of things underway. I'm also hoping for the Palace of the Dead leaderboards by 3.4. We have no confirmation of that. I'm just kind of hoping. But there's a lot of things. Look forward to. So the Feast is just one part. If it doesn't affect you, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, there we go. So uh, that's the amount of information we have for 3.4 for the time being. However, we have another thing that happens just after patch 3.4 to talk about, and that is the Fan Festival 2016 activities page. It has been detailed. It has been detailed at this point. Sorry. We have special Fan Festival activity, a brand new challenge that will be available first, which was Odin last time. Some sort of exclusive challenge. I I want to hear what you're thinking. I'm still thinking it's going to be the four Garland generals. It's going to be Gaius, Ritatan, uh, uh, Fucking what's her name? 
Livia. Livia. I just come. I kept wanting to call her her sister's name, like over Lucy. and over, but I knew that wasn't right. And uh, Nero. I wanted to be a fight against all four at the same time. They said that was what they were originally planning for 2014, but they didn't do it. So I want to see it this time. That's what I would like to see. Not Sephiroth. No. 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 Not Zephy. God damn it! No. No. Stop it. Stop it right meow. Or they could make it a Fantasy Star Online boss and make it the fucking train dragon. <laughs> make it the fucking train dragon, please. I'm down. Um, we also have the trial roulette, which is where you spin a wheel, you get a condition, and you are thrown in. And the you just say, I'm going to go back to the back of the line. And, you, and then you roll yeah. Good King Mago Mog in item level 80, and you just, yeah. go, at, you just go to the back of the line and wait three more hours, because why waste, yeah, that? Why waste 15 minutes? Pretty there much. There you go. Um, we also have the pit, which is going to be a uh, a feast. They're going to be feast. Sorry. Doom Train could be another one. I would accept Doom Train as a fan festival fight. That would be I would be okay with that. Yeah, I would too. Um. So yeah, you're going to be able to. Uh, there's going to be a feast event uh, at fan festival as well. So if you're looking to get that feast itch, prepare. Imagine nobody's in line at the pit. I'm the only one with my damn drink. Like, where the fuck y'all motherfuckers at? Come on. Challenge me. Sly, you do not want to make yourself a target. I would at Fantastic. I'm completely make myself a target. But alongside that, we do have live activities. We have the live quest again. Yeah, we do have the live quest. If you weren't there at the live, at the last Fantastic, what the live quest was, was you created your own FC. You had a book, and I still have my book from Last Fan Fest. Uh, and you had to get certain, you had to do certain quests, you had to do certain uh, activities around Fan Fest. And you got a stamp saying that you completed the quest, and some, you got a shirt for doing, you know, Odin, things like that. It, it was really fun, and I'm looking forward to see what they had to offer. I, I want another book. There were some quiz-solving aspects as well. Like, you had to actually kind of go around and figure out what the final answer was to the puzzle based on certain clues and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, eventually, after a couple of people completed it, they started just telling everyone around what the answer was. I don't know if they'll have something to combat that this time, but we'll see. Right. Uh, they also had mini-games. Uh, one mini-game I didn't get to do last time was the archery because the line was... I like, did not. I did not either. It was a, a six-hour line. It was ridiculous. Just for archery. But the thing is, that they was had longer to, than the merch line. Everyone had to sign waivers. They had to go through a tutorial on how to properly knock the bow, how to hold the arrow, how to aim. And so, so they, had to, they had to learn why. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's, why, that's why it was so long. Yeah. And on top of that, they had things like, uh, you know, you throw the beanie bag at the fucking the fucking slots and they spin around or you knock over bottles or you shoot a chocobo in the face. I don't know. They had, they had all kinds of mini games there. I swear to God, that last one was not there. But it he, wasn't, he, but he, I'm he, just giving him It's an ideas. example, and God damn it. Uh, now that I think about it, I would love that too. Imagine they make us go around and find all, like, yokai minions. Like, we have to, like, like look like it's be, like, duct tape under a fucking chair or something, and we have to fucking find all the yokai minions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have, and we all get, we all get watches, like little, like shitty four dollar plastic watches from Burger King. 
lot of watches. Yeah, and it's the Yokai watch, and you need to find it with the Yokai watch on. And then, like, occasionally Yokai watch buzzes, and you see everybody look down, and it's like, Jibinyan has appeared. <laughs> like, so, Yokai Go? Yeah, Yokai Go. There you go. And then everybody gets a hint, and they gotta find it. There you go. Whoever finds it first gets to keep the Jibinyan. No, it's somewhere out in the casino. That's where it is. Yeah. Yokai Metal Collection. There you go. Every time you complete, every time you complete a mini game, you have a chance at uh, you have to flip a coin, and if you get heads, you get to keep. You have to take a medal. So you have to keep doing the fucking mini games over and over. Again. <laughs> I'm down. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, they also have stage events. This is like live letters, yeah. opening live keynote. letter panel concert. Remember yeah. when we did? Remember when we did Odin and. The, uh, Shiva the scared the, the shit out of us. Yeah. Music scared the shit so, out. Soken played like the first ten seconds of the Shiva. Oh, of Shiva. The se- yeah, of the yeah second it scared the theme. shit out of us. We were like, oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it, it was, bad. was bad. In the middle, of, like I think that's the one that we actually. Cleared. It is. Yeah, it was. You guys put me on fucking warrior. And we don't even need two tanks. I was just fucking DPSing the whole time. Never played the job. It was awful. Yeah, I was just someone's, barely, like, someone's like, wait, I but only, like in in, in FanFest fashion, we barely fucking cleared it like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so they have the stage events. They have art contests. Uh, if you check out the website, the Fan Festival website, uh, there's a contest entry period from Friday, July 29th through Wednesday, August 31st. So you have until the end of August to submit your artwork for that one. So uh, check out the website for that. They also have uh, an email. You can also send it, uh, submitting digital art entries. You can upload your image to an external website. If you're crafting or sculpting something, you can send it into them, into the uh, the Western headquarters for Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of rules and stuff for those. There's the cosplay contest. You have the same thing. Yep. Enter that before August 31st. Um, you get things like Ariman Chokers, Noble Bardings, Wondrous Wit, Scarfs, a Bluebird Earring. Um, the grand prize winner gets a Mycidian Rabbit plush. They get a Mandragora Queen plush. They get a Mandragora plush, a Moogle watch, a Moogle lamp, and two pieces of Final Fantasy XIV merchandise. So you got stuff to enter for. So if you're also doing the cosplay, be sure to enter on the website over there. And that's just kind of a... Uh, I like how it tells us that it's sold out at the top because it was sold out before this website was even fucking yeah. active. <laughs> and then you scroll down to sold out. Oh, look at all this shit. Sold out. Sold out. Like we didn't know. <laughs> oh, man. At least it's a way to, petty... Way to rub it in, Square Enix. I'm sure they are sure it's fine. There we go. Okay, so those are the details for FanFest. Now, there's a few other little news bits we're going to cover here. Um, for one, there's a, a, a go-go posing contest over on... Uh, over on the lodestone, yeah. Dab your dab your life away. The do you even ha- do you even slash pose showdown? Can we call it a pose down or something like that. Basically, you need to take a screenshot with three to eight of your fellow warriors of light, utilizing the go go posing rangers moonfire fair emotes in any setting of your choice, and then they're going to be up to fifty winners are going to be selected, and it gives you things like noble bardings. It's the same rewards we were naming before, essentially. I'm willing to bet, like, a top three would be, like, eight people just dead. No, you're going to have one person cosplaying as Cloud, one as Link, one as Mario, uh, and then they're all just going to be, like, uh, they're just going to all dab it up. There you go. Yeah. And they win. Bottom line. They win. That, that just it. wins in life. They just, all three of them, they just do this, and they're like, the dab life. 
And that's it. The dab life. And you win. That's all you got. Um, so other than that, we have... What else is here? We the, have the next, next part of the Dragon Song War, which we will be talking about, of course. We can't talk about the Dragon Song War. We can't talk about any lore without this. So Ethis will be here to talk about the, um, the next Dragon part. Song War. Yeah, he'll be here after the, the anniversary event. Yeah, so after the anniversary. So yeah, like... Uh, how many? How many um, entries will be? Four. There'll be there'll four. be a total a total it'll, of eight, it'll, but mm-hmm. there will be four new ones. Four total. new ones. Yeah. This, so we'll this, have a lot to talk about. This next um, one was about Alphano, though, and sort of his admiration for Estinian and uh, his personal struggles. So it's mm-hmm. incredibly long, but if you're looking for more background lore, it's giggity. It's um, that's it. Just go go and read it on the Tales of the Dragon Song War uh, website. There's a lot of backstory for some of the characters that you encounter, or or even characters you haven't necessarily encountered in uh, now, in Heaven's Sword. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, just a quick question. In, in terms of um, the comparison from Tales of Calamity to uh, Tales of the Dragon Song War, which you which did you like? So you... far, I like Tales of the Calamity better, only mm-hmm. because uh, only because of. Um, Sorry, I got distracted by something. Um, my brain just completely reset. Use, use your arms, use your words, use your As, arms. Uh, I like the, things, coi- I like the coil one better because it was happening like in the end of the world, kind of. Like uh-huh. what was perceived as the end of the world. So that, Kind of like a lot of things with A Realm Reborn. It had more impact because it was kind of happening at the end of the world. So I liked, uh, I liked the coil one better, personally. But I still like this. I especially like this one with Alphano because he's been a great character to watch grow in Heaven's Word. He's been a highlight character. So right. this this enriches that a lot more. So of the six Dragon Song War tales that are available, this is my favorite so far. Mm. Um, so I recommend checking it out. Ethis will have a lot to say about it, I'm sure, when we have him on. on the what's what's the 27th is a Saturday, right? That Tuesday is what August 31st? No, because I don't know. I don't know what that Tuesday is following the 27th. I just don't know what day it is. August 30th. 30th? Okay, thank you. So August 30th, that'll be the show that Ephesus is on to talk about the Dragon Song War. And we'll be talking about, of course, the Fortune Hour broadcast. Yeah. Um, and finally, Final Fantasy 15 was delayed, Sly. Nothing to do with Final Fantasy 14, but I bring that up because we still have... I'm, I'm heard... done. I'm done. He's not, he's not happy I'm... 15 was delayed. No, um... Go ahead, go ahead. I'll do my piece. Uh, just, just go ahead and say what you want to say. You've already said it like five fucking times. Just go oh, ahead five say- times. Persona five times. There you go. Yeah. You had to pick the number five. I'm just saying that'd be like saying I said it fifteen times in this case. The thing is, um, it almost makes me wonder if Square Enix knew, like, if fourteen knew this was gonna happen because. They were talking about how they weren't going to do it along the launch, along September 30th timeline. Mm-hmm. And now, like, they have all the way till November. Because we know that they've said a million times there's going to be a collaboration between 14 and 15. They've, of they've, course. They've joked about it a million times, but we know it's a real thing. Um, do you think that uh, we're going to be seeing that 15 collaboration now in November? No. Too soon. Too soon! We're talking about it. the whole point of a collaboration event is to coincide with the launch, to promote it, to cross promotion. When okay, originally when did the uh, Dragon Quest um, event? Dragon Quest event and the Final Fantasy XI event and the Final Fantasy XIV event were part of a triangle 
of events that were completely unrelated to any sort of relaunch or launch. Okay, like I'm talking, I'm talking about the original, the first time you saw a Dragon Quest event, a thirteen event. The third, the thirteen event, the Lightning Returns event. They they did like three fucking times. They did it once for like the Japanese release, once for the NA release, like once for the European release. I don't even remember how many times they did that shit. And see, that's the thing. I saw like the thirteen event late, so I wouldn't know that. So okay, it. Can we get a gladiator? Yeah, then yeah, I would actually. I would actually say that, yeah, you, you probably would be right, and we, we might have a third Well, <sighs> and this yoga, in case you're wondering, the yokai event is coincided with the Western release of the second game, if I recall. Well, they would have the. I feel like we would have to have a uh, live letter for it. I mean, we will. We'll have. We'll have a live letter at TGS. My guess is September 17th, because I believe TGS is the 15th through the 22nd. My guess is September 17th. Um, And then we have um, the live letter. Keep in mind that at FanFest, we have the opening keynotes that talks just about the expansion. And there's Mm -hmm. usually a live letter to talk about the next patch or the patch that we just had. In the case of last live, uh, the last Fan Festival, the live letter was about 2.4, which we had just gotten the trailer for the morning before. So... Um, and then by November 29th, we have to assume we'll have had another live letter between October 14th or 15th and November 29th. We have to imagine that that would happen. I'd agree. So, final phase, are we getting a flying car? No, we're not getting a flying <laughs> car, but the, the car will show up. I think the car will show up in the York and it will be some form of Magitek um, that we just don't know about. Well, Magitek exists in Final Fantasy XV. It's a very prominent story-related aspect. Yeah, but it, it's going to be like a new form of Magitek that just like nobody knows about. Yeah, I'm sure they'll give us that bullshit like they always do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about... Uh, so January 31st, 2017, do you know what that day signifies? Uh, besides uh, 15 days and taking time. It is the 20-year anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. And with Final Fantasy VII remakes uh, in development, do we think we're going to see anything regarding VII Remake and a collaboration event here? More than likely, yes. Not yeah. in January necessarily, but next year, when sometime during the 20-year 20 20 year anniversary. More than likely, yes. Yeah? I, I think so. You think so? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want more collaborations. Kingdom Hearts after that. Fuck it. Oh, God. You won't get Kingdom Hearts until close to release. So after well, That game's release. never coming out, so it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, God. Here we go. That game's never fucking coming out, dude. I'm telling you it's never coming out. Okay. Now, with that out of the way, that's all the news pieces we have to talk about this week. I'm just going to stretch and flex real uh, quick. Ah. For our final segment here... We want to do a special goodbye to a friend of ours. What? God damn it. Emotional, like last night? Yeah. Yeah. So some of you may remember a Final Fantasy XIV broadcaster by the name of Milo575. He was one of the original members of the Dream Network, and he disappeared for quite some time. Last night, he announced that he was going live for his last stream. And his, the title of the stream was uh, One Last Dance. 
And with that, he announced why he hadn't been streaming and that he was moving to Japan to teach English. He has finished his bachelor's degree. He's moving to Japan to teach English. And that he does he will probably not be able to stream doing during all of that. And so last night he had one big stream where he said where he went ahead, he did some level 60 dungeons, level 50 dungeons. He joined a random duty finder, A3 Savage, with a bunch of people that were in the chat and he cleared that. One is warrior. And he got carried the whole time, which he was yelling the entire time. Oh my god, I'm so fucking, I'm so carried, I'm boosted, I'm boosted, I'm carried, I can't, I don't even know what I'm doing right now, just, oh my god, I'm, I'm dead, I'm so dead, I'm so fucking dead, dead, oh my god, oh my god, guys, we're alive, we're alive, we're alive, we're gonna do this, we're gonna fucking do this! And that's the Milo that we know. That's the Milo I know, man. If you didn't get to see it, um, can somebody link his chat in the, uh, his stream in the chat? Go watch yesterday's VOD, and you'll see, and watch towards the end of it. He plays a little montage thanking all of his regular viewers, all the people he's interacted with over the years. And we actually, he actually managed to bring together all of Le Dream Network. All of Le Dream Network. He, we had Lori there, we had you there, me, Miz, uh, Mary, Mel, um, shit, Roz, Faros, Courtney. It's on YouTube. Okay, it's on YouTube also. The VOD is on YouTube as well. Thank goodness. Thank you, Mel. And so, uh, we just wanted to give a special goodbye to Milo since you probably won't see him stream again. He was, uh, he was a very bright member of the Dream Network. And it didn't matter what he was doing. The energy was always high. The wan-wans were always high. Always. Always. And the air humping was always very, very, very high. He almost didn't put underwear on before the stream last night. Or, I'm sorry, he, didn't, he almost didn't put shorts on before the stream last night. And I was like, Milo, you need to have shorts on. Because you like to stand up and hump the air. You like to stand up on things. You like to stand up on your desk. So if we see you in your boxers, you're probably going to get banned. Don't get banned on your live stream. Like, yeah, it, it, like Milo, Milo was like the biggest ball of energy. And every time you went to Milo's stream, every time I sent people to Milo's stream, it, they loved it. Like, and people I sent last night were like, why is this dude quitting? And I hate to see that he's quitting, but he's quitting for the right reasons. And I really wish him all the best. I really give him all the support, and everyone should too. Uh, I would implore you, if you didn't see, if you weren't there for the stream last night. You're going to see it in about two seconds, because we're going to watch it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, when Mel linked it, it was it's that video. So we're just going okay. to watch it. Uh, let me let me make sure that it's. You're, you're playing the uh, you're playing the, uh, his video. I'm his about to video. yeah. I'm yeah. about the his his final video so people can get an idea <sighs> of why we're giving him this little homage, and uh, why it matters or not really why we're giving him the homage but why we're playing the homage. He brought he brought us together in a lot of ways. He brought us together in a lot of ways. When all the drama and the bullshit, he was usually keeping us smiling. So uh, let's watch. Uh, Sly and I are going to shut the hell up. I want you guys to watch Milo's final, our time together, one last dance video. <sighs> Warning, he's a loud guy. Get your wan-wans ready, ladies and gentlemen. But Get be careful your wan-wans ready be, in chat. Be, be careful if you're not a sub, because unlike Milo's chat, we do have like chat restrictions here, unless you're a sub. So keep the wan-wans lowercase if you're not a sub, and don't spam too many of them, like three of them maybe. So keep that in mind, and no dot-dot-dots either. So let's, uh, let's watch the video.
I like that he added the names in the annotations. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was our boy, Milo, who is on to bigger and better things over in Japan. I want coasters from Eorzevia Cafe. Or Eorzevia Cafe. Eorzevia Cafe. Now Etis has his own cafe in Japan. Yeah, yeah, he has his own cafe. Uh, I like my favorite thing is not only that he adds the ones in the annotations, but like it looks like he tried to do them all in alphabetical order. But at some point, he's like, "Fuck it, just add it." Just, fuck yeah, it just add, thing. just add people in. Just add, like, add a few people here at the end. And, and that's how much of a pillar of this community that he was. He like it goes to show how close this community is. Like we we are so tight knit that it, it's it almost feels like either a small town or a school where you just know everybody. And he wanted to include everybody that he knew. Everybody who supported him and like he may have been new to his dream, but he wanted to include everybody in, in that last little bit. And damn it, I'm getting teary-eyed. So he drinks. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to mute that video because I don't realize I played that video. I don't know if it's if it's got an audio copyright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know either. I'm probably gonna have to mute that when I when I actually put that over on YouTube. But uh, thank you, Milo, for your contribution to the community. We wish you the best of luck, guys. If you would like to follow Milo, you can follow him over on Twitter. Can I get somebody, one of the mods, to please post Milo's Twitter? It is Milo five seven five. There's an underscore between Milo and five seven five because so, somebody just took the five seven five without the under, under, uh, underscore. So. Uh, somebody add him there. You guys can follow him on Twitter. If he posts anything from his adventures over in Japan, hopefully it will be there. And if he ever does return to streaming or he ever finds a way to stream in Japan, that'll be how you can find him. So definitely be sure to give him a follow if you have a Twitter. And and just like Sly, pour, pour one out for the homie. Pretty much. There you go. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap up this week's show of State of the Realm. Next week, we'll be talking about patch 3.38 and whatever little tiny tidbits of news pop up in between now and then. But first, we have to say our goodbyes. Sly, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at? You can find me on twitch.tv slash slyakagreyfox. You can find me on Instagram at slyakagreyfox07. You can find me on Twitter at slytheclock. You can find me on Behemoth, Plot 14, Word 5 of Lavender Events. Chill with us, but it's the cool kids' team. Only the sixth coolest kids, apparently, though. It's all right. There's happy, usually like twenty tables. Happy, happy. Where, where can they find you? Uh, you can find Dwayne and me over at uh, Mr. Happy One Two Two Seven Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all those places. Um, also, for a fun little tidbit, if you didn't know this, we have socks for sale for the next few days. <gasps> hap, hap socks! We got hap socks. Hap casual socks. Oh, bro! So if you're if you're if you're a dirty casual who's never cleared Midas, which about ninety eight percent of all servers haven't, these socks are for you. <laughs> I'm gonna have a pair. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to shout that one out real quick because that's only gonna be for a limited time arena. Fucking casuals. Uh, hey, I haven't cleared eight Savage yet. I count. I'm on I'm on Wing Justice, but I still haven't cleared it yet. And next year I'll finally be raiding again. Thank God. God. Uh, uh, get back in the world first. No. 
Oh, okay. It's casual. I'm with Miu. Fucking fucker made me play Machinist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking can't ever get away from this shit. I fucking, I barred, I finally get away from that shit. I'm not a raider. I can pick whatever I want. He's like, can you play Machinist? I'm like, fuck. What would you rather have? Monk. For fucking once. But no, we had to get Tirith Pang and Ember, who are both great melees. And it's like, well, I'm not going to make them change off melee, so I'll take the hit. God damn it. All right. Well, I can't escape the ranged life, but the, maybe it's just that the ranged life needs me. But anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up and move on over the post show. I'm going to go grab something to drink. So we will see you guys next week for Stay the Realm number 78. Until then. See you next week. See you next week.